Welcome to Zichud Avsi Man Rebbe Avram Goldhar and today we're Zechus Beya Dafyud Beis, the first parak Beis the Shalom del Biyantiv. So the three topics we're going to focus on number one. The next Mishnah states: Beishami Omrim Emotzingo was a katan, was a lulav, was a for Torah, was shusa rabim, beishul matir. Beishami said we may not take out either a child or a lulav or a sefer Torah from Rishusi Yachid to shusa rabim on Yantiv, but beishul permit this. Rashi explains that Beishami hold that hotzan Yantiv is prohibited for non-food related purposes. A teacher Bryce has taught the following Bryce before Rabbi Yitzchak Brabdimi. If a person shechs a donated ola on Yantiv, he is lashed. Rabbi Yitzchak Brabdimi said that this must be Beishamah. who say that lo amrin mitoch shehutra hotzal atzorach, hutranami shehutzorach. We do not say that since hotzal was permitted for a food-related purpose, it's also permitted when there's a non-food-related purpose. It's therefore forbidden to shech an animal that will not be eaten, such as in this case, an ola. For if it was Basil who said that since Hotza was permitted for a food-related purpose, it's also permitted for a non-food-related purpose, here too they would say since Shechita was permitted for a food-related purpose, it's permitted when there is no food-related purpose, such as in this case of the Ola. Pointing to Rabbi questions Rabbi Yitzhak Barabdimi's interpretation of the Malchokas between Meisham and Beisil, and suggests, Dilma be'erab ha'hotzal l'shabbos ve'in erab ha'hotzal yamtav kamiflike. Perhaps they disagree whether the institution of Arab and Malachim ha'hotzal applied to Shabbos, but not to Yantav. Beisham hold that Arab and ha'hotzal applied to Yantav as well. They therefore prohibit carrying things out not needed for food purposes, whereas Basila hold that Arab and Hotzal do not apply to Yantav and therefore permit carrying out things not needed for food purposes, such as a child louvre or a Sefer Torah. The Gemara brings the volume Pasuk as a possible support, for it says in Yirmiyahu, and do not carry out a burden from your home on the day of Shabbos. We confer from here that only on Shabbos is Hotzal prohibited, but not on Yantav. Since the Malchokas is limited to Hotza on Yantiv, even Basil may agree that one who shechs a donated Ola on Yantiv is Chai Malkus, and there is no basis for Yitzhak Barabdim to say the price is inconsistent with Basil. Rav Yosef challenges this explanation. And point number three, the next Mishnah states, Beishamay Omrim Eimel Lichin Chal Matal Zakon B'Yantiv, Ben Shehurma Me'emesh, Ben Shehurma Me'hayom. Beishamay say we may not deliver Chal or the meat gifts to a Kohen on Yantiv, whether they were separated yesterday before Yantiv or today, Anyantiv, but Basil permit this. Beishamay said the Basil Gezer Sheva, we can use a Gezer Sheva, which in this instance means a comparison to resolve this. Chala and the Matanos are a gift to a Kohen, and Truma is a gift to a Kohen. So just as we may not deliver Truma to a Kohen on Yantiv, so too we may not deliver the Matanos or Chala to the Kohen on Yantiv. Basil responded that this is not a valid comparison. If you said that delivery is prohibited for Truma, which one does not have the right to separate on Yantiv, we say that the same must be true for the gifts and chala, which one does have the right to separate on Yantiv. The Gemara presents three different versions of the Machokas. So once again, the three points are number one, the next Mishnah states, Beishamai say we may not take out either a child or a lulav or a sefer Torah from Rishus Yachid to Rishus Rabim on Yantiv, but Beishil permit this. Rashi explains that Beishamai hold that Hotza and Yantiv is prohibited for non-food-related purposes. A teacher of Bryce has taught the following Bryce before Rabbi Yitzhak Brabdimi. If a person shechs a donated ola on Yantiv, he's lashed. Rabbi Yitzhak Brabdimi said that this must be Beishamai who said that Lo Amrini Mitoch Shehutra Hotzah Hutzorach, we do not say that since Hotza was permitted for a food-related purpose, 
it's also permitted when there's a non-food-related purpose. It's therefore forbidden to shecht an animal that will not be eaten, such as in this case, the ola. For if it was Basil who say that since hotzol is permitted for a food-related purpose, it's also permitted for a non-food-related purpose, here too they would say since shechito is permitted for a food-related purpose, it's permitted when there is a non-food-related purpose, such as in this case of the Ola. Pointing to whoever questions Rabbi Yitzhak Rabdimi's interpretation of the Malachokas between Beisham Beisho and suggests that Dilma Be'er Vahotzalah Shabbos vein Er Vahotzalah Yom Tov Kamufageh. Perhaps they disagree whether the institution of Erev and the Malacha of Hotzal applied to Shabbos, but not to Yantiv. Beishamai hold that Erev and Hotzal applied to Yantiv as well. They therefore prohibit carrying things out not needed for food purposes, whereas Beishil hold that Erev and Hotzal do not apply to Yantiv, and therefore permit carrying things out not needed for food-related purposes, such as a child, Lulav or Sefer Torah. The Gemara brings the following Pasuk as a possible support, for it says in Yermiyahu, And do not carry the burden from your home on the day of Shabbos. We can infer from here that only on Shabbos is Hotzah prohibited, but not in Yantiv. Since the Malchokas is limited to Hotzah on Yantiv, even Basil may agree that one who shechs a donated Ola, Anyantiv is Chai Malkus, and there is no basis for Yitzhak Rabdimi to say the price is inconsistent with Beis Hillel. Rav Yosef challenges this explanation. Rav Yosef challenges this explanation. And pointing with you, the next mission states, Beishami Omrim Eim Malichin Chala Matanos Lakon Biyantiv Ben Shehurma Me'emesh Ben Shehurma Me'hayom. Beishami say we may not deliver Chala the meat gifts to a Kohen on Yantiv, whether they were separate yesterday before Yantiv or today in Yantiv, but Beis Hillel permit this. Beishami said to Beis Hillel, Gezer Shabbat, we can use a Gezer Shabbat, which in this instance means a comparison to resolve this. Chala and the Matanos are a gift to a Kohen, and Truma is a gift to a Kohen, just as we may not deliver Truma. To a Kohen on Yantiv, so too we may not deliver the Matanos or Chala to the Kohen on Yantiv. Basil responded that this is not a valid comparison. If you said that delivery is prohibited for Truma, which one does not have the right to separate on Yantiv, we say that the same must be true for the gifts and Chala, which one does have the right to separate on Yantiv. The Gemara presents three different versions of the Malchokas. All right, so now we go to our Simon Daf Yud Base, and our standard Simon is 12 brothers, 12 brothers. So here goes. The parade of six brothers carrying loving Sifrei Torah and their little sisters in Rishos Arabi Manyantiv passed a man carrying a sign and warning passers-by not to carry on Shabbos, while the other six brothers delivered challah and heavy load of meat matanos to the neighborhood Cohen. Once again in slow motion. The parade of six brothers, six brothers and the other six brothers mentioned later on, twelve brothers all together, that must be more on Duff, Yud Beis. The parade of six brothers carrying the loving Sifrei Torah and their little sisters who nurtures Rabbi on Yantav, which reminds us the next mission states, Beishamai say that we may not take out either a child, a Louvre, or Sifrei Torah from Rishus Yachid to Rishus Rabbi on Yantav, but so permit it. Rashi explains that Beishamai hold that Hotzan Yantav is prohibited for non-food-related purposes. Rabbi Yitzhak Barabdimi said that a bright to the taught of a person shechs, a donated all on Yantav is lash, must be Beishamai who does not hold a matoch, is therefore forbidden to shecht an animal that will not be eaten. For if it was Basil who hold a matoch, since hotel was permitted for a food-related purpose, it's also permitted for a non-food-related purpose. And here too, they would say matoch. Since shechita was permitted for a food-related purpose, it's permitted when there's no food-related purpose, such as in this case of the Ola. So the parade of six brothers carrying loving Sifrei Torah and their little sisters in Rishos Rabbi and Yantiv 
past a man carrying a sign and warning passers-by not to carry on Shabbos. Which reminds us, Rabbi questioned Rabbi Yitzhak Barabitim's interpretation of the Chos between Bishon and Basil and suggested Dilma be'erba hotzelo Shabbos vein erba hotzelo yomtev kamufage. That perhaps they disagree whether the institution of erba and the Malach of Hotzah applied to Shabbos but not to Yantav. Bishon may hold that erba and Hotzah apply to Yantav as well and therefore they prohibit carrying things not needed for food-related purposes. Whereas Basil hold that erba and Hotzah do not apply to Yantav and therefore permit carrying out things not needed for food purposes, such as a child who oversave a Torah. The Gemara brought the following Pasuk as a possible support, and do not carry a burden from your home on the day of Shabbos. We can infer from here that only on Shabbos is Hotzah prohibited, but not on Yantiv. And since the Malchokas is limited to Hotzah and Yantiv, even Basil may agree that one of Shechs that donated all on Yantiv is Chayiv Malkas. And there is no basis for Yisab Rabdimi to say the price is consistent with Basilo. Rav Yosef challenges this explanation. So the parade of six brothers carrying a loving Sifritor and their little sisters in a Shusarabim Yanyantiv passed a man carrying a sign and warning passers-by not to carry on Shabbos, while the other six brothers delivered challah and a heavy load of meat matanos to the neighborhood Cohen. Which reminds us this Malchus Beisham Beisilo, whether one may deliver matanos and challah to a Cohen on Yantiv Beishamay draws a comparison to Truma, which Beisilo rejects. So once again, the parade of six brothers carrying a loving Sifri Torah and their little sisters in Rishusarabim on Yantiv passed the man carrying a sign and warning passers-by not to carry on Shabbos, while the other six brothers delivered a challah and a heavy load of meat matanos to the neighborhood Cohen. All right, now it's time for a three-block back Chazorah. Daftes, so the similar Daftes is a teapot. So here goes. The reckless boy who tried to balance a teapot, teapot, that must be more on Daftes. The reckless boy who tried to balance a teapot on top of his special dovecote ladder as he moved it from one dovecote to the next, which reminds us, it's Malchus Beisham Beisil, whether one is permitted to take a dovecote ladder from one shovach to the next. And Rav Khan Barami said the Malchus applies only in the case of one who carries a ladder in a Rishus of Rabim, where he might be observed for Beisham I hold, Haro Omer Lahatich Gagahutzarach, that one onlooker might assume that he's carrying a ladder because he needs to blaster his roof. Whereas Beisil holds, since he's carrying a ladder that is specifically used for dovecotes, it's not a problem. But in Rishuzayachit, where his actions are unlikely to be observed, everyone agrees it is mutter. So the reckless boy who tried to balance a teapot on top of his special dovecote ladder as he moved it from one dovecote to the next spilled tea all over his neighbor's wet clothes, hanging out to dry in a secluded area, which reminds us, the Gemara asks if it's so the Beishami's prohibition does not apply where one's actions are unlikely to be observed. For Rebhuda said, in the name of Rav, wherever the Rabban prohibit an act because of Mar's Ayin, the act is prohibited even in one's most private chambers. The Gemara answers that Rav Hanan has the authority to dispute Rav's ruling for the question of prohibiting the issue of Mar's Ayin, is a Malchok Tanai, for his if one's clothing became soaked, he may spread them out in the sun to dry on Shabbos, but he may not do so before people, meaning in an area viewed by people. Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Shimon ruled that this is prohibited even in a secluded area. So the reckless boy who tried to balance a teapot on top of his special dovecote ladder as he moved it from one dovecote to the next, spilled tea all over his neighbor's wet clothes, hanging out to dry in a secluded area, and was told that he was not permitted to return the ladder. Which reminds us, the Gemara brings a Bryce with a different version of the Malchogs between Beisham and Beisil, which taught, Rabbi Shemelazar said, Beisham and Beisil agree that one may take a ladder from one dovecote to another. They argued only in regard to returning the ladder to its original place. Beisham may say, Eimachzirin, one may not return the ladder after using it, but Beisil will say one may even return it. Rashi explains that according to Rabbi Shemelazar, although Beisham may prohibit the carrying of the ladder on Yantiv, 
they conceded that it is permitted to take a ladder to a dovecote to fetch birds for one's yuntav meal because it serves a yuntav need. Dafyud. So the simmer dafyud is a minion of Yidin. So here goes. The minion of birdkeepers. Minion. That must be more in Daf Yud. The minion of birdkeepers waiting for the tenth man who is busy handling his dove from the first brood, which reminds us that the next mission discusses how the muksa status of the birds in the dovecote are removed. Beishamai say that one may not take doves from a dovecote on Yantav unless he handled those very doves, Erev Yantav. But Beishamai say it's sufficient that one stands before Yantav and says, I'll take this dove and that dove without actually handling them. Rav Brami said that Malkokos is with the Brich Rishona, the first brood of the season. So the minion of birdkeepers waiting for the tenth man who was busy handling his doves from the first brood were distraught as they saw that the white and black doves didn't stick to their color-coded dovecoats, which reminds us that the mission was coming to teach that in the case of finding white doves in the pigeonhole one had designated for black ones, and black ones in the pigeonhole that he designated for white ones, that there also for it might have occurred that the designated doves flew away, and these are different doves in the dovecote. The Gemara suggests this supports Rabbi Chania's principle of Rov Vakarov Holach Acharov. When a conflict arises between the principles of majority and proximity, we follow the principle of Rov. The Gemara rejects this proof, saying that the case involves a dovecote with a platform in front of it, on which birds from elsewhere constantly roost. Therefore, even if one assumes the birds came from the closest location, there is still muksa since the majority of birds are muksa. So the minion of bird keepers waiting for the tenth man who was busy handling his doves from the first brood were distraught as they saw that the white and black doves didn't stick to their color-coded dovecoats, while young little bird left his group and hopped away. Which reminds us, we compare a case of designating three birds and finding only two, to putting aside two mana of Mysoshani and finding only one. Since birds hop around, it's presumed one wandered off, and therefore the other two are presumed to be from the original three. Whereas with a Mysoshani, the rebutton hold that since people generally do not separate their Mysoshani money before taking it to Shalim, it must be the person forgot that he took all the Mysoshani money and replaced it with Chulun. Daf Yudolf, so the Simon Daf Yudolf is stars. So here goes. The cute little bird leading a trail of tiny stars. Stars? That must be more on Daf Yudolf. The cute little bird leading a trail of tiny stars wherever it went was too scared to turn the corner to the neighboring dovecote, which reminds the Mishnah Daf Yudolf stated that if doves were inside the pigeonhole, when one designated them before Yantav, but the only doves he found in Yantav were on the ledge in front of the pigeonhole, they are prohibited. However, if before Yantav there were no birds there in the vicinity of the dovecote except these, then they are permitted. The Gemara clarifies that the last cases where there is another pigeonhole within 50 amos, the Kagon to Kaim of a Karen Zavis. However, it's located on the other side of the corner of the building. The mission is coming to teach that a young bird will only continue to hop as long as it can turn around and see its pigeonhole. So the cute little bird leading a trail of tiny stars wherever it went was too scared to turn the corner of the neighboring dovecote. So it turned back and crossed over a hide that was spread out for people to trample on, which reminds the Gemara why it's permitted to spread hides but not to spread chalev. If there's an equal concern if they were prohibited, people might refrain from shechni and yantam. The Gemara answers that in the case of the hide, it's not evident that it was spread out for tanning because it's also fit for sitting on. People assume the Rabbanim permitted it for sitting. But in the case of the chalev, people will say spreading it out would prevent spoilage. And they'll say, what difference does it make if I salt it or spread it out? And they'll come to salt chalev on yantam, which is a derisive prohibition. So the cute little bird leading the trail of tiny stars wherever it went was too scared to turn the corner to the neighboring dovecote. So it turned back and crossed over a hide that was spread out for people to trample on and was in front of a vendor that was putting back his window shutters. Which reminds us, Ula said, There are three cases in which the Rabbanim permitted their final phase on account of their initial phase. The first case is, placing a hide where it will be trampled on. If people are not allowed to spread a hide, 
they'll not shut. The second case is replacing shutters of vendors' stalls. If vendors have to leave their shutters open the entire day, they'll be reluctant to remove the shutters in the first place for people to purchase their needs for the yantav meal. And the third case is the replacement of a dressing on the wound of a kohen in the temple on yantav. If the kohen is prohibited from replacing the bandage, he might choose to keep it on and refrain from performing the avoda. All right, so that concludes today's share. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichon. Wishing you a great day and great learning.